0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we edge towards Scottish Cup semi-final weekend We'll hear from one former Celtic captain who thinks it's ominous for Rangers that his former side are winning the head-to-heads without being at their best Amid boardroom change, what's next at Ibrooks? Could it be the signing of Jack Butland? And Hibs win their appeal against James Jago's red card at the weekend I'm Gordon Duncan And joining me is Simon Donnelly and Cammy Bell Cammy, weeks in Scottish football don't come much bigger than this no, definitely not. I think um, we're building up to a, a huge weekend and a, a massive weekend for Rangers. I think it's um, make a break for them. They need to get a result out of this um, game on Sunday or I think the, the pressure will start mounting on the players and the manager and all the staff. I mean, it's Wednesday night, in case anyone hadn't noticed, Simon, by our standards, this is late to start the build-up. Uh, we've usually done it by now, but I think these fixtures, now that that weekend's... Out the way if you like And the fixtures for the league were announced yesterday yeah. It feels like the eyes are starting to point towards this weekend Yeah it's slowly but surely beginning to heat up uh, Big big game on Sunday I think the incentive for, for both clubs You know as Cammy says there It's looking like it's only going to be Rangers chance of silverware Celtic have an eye on a treble But of course we've got the game on the Saturday That everybody seems to not be talking about yet Falkirk Inverness but I think the winner of the Rangers Celtic game obviously will be huge favourites to go and win the cup. Come on then, 01419511025. That's the number you need. We're all desperate to hear from you, so pick up the phone and let us know what is on your mind. If it is just a general preview of this weekend's action, then fine, let's do it. Let's start it. It is midweek. I think we can build up for the next few days to games of this magnitude. In terms of maybe what's hitting the headlines Here's one for you Rangers fans And we've got a goalkeeper in the studio uh, as well We didn't get round to this last night It was so busy What about the, the links with Jack Butland? Is that doing it for you? Is that the answer to the goalkeeping gap That's going to presumably open up When Alan McGregor Like I say presumably leaves at the end of the season What would you make of that? Is that a signing that excites you? Is that one you think you can build from the back on? Or have you got other ideas? Is there anything about it that you don't like? Let us know Because it seems to be Picking up a bit of pace Certainly And um, he's obviously a well-known name That's for sure um, But what do you think Rangers fans That might be an interesting one To kick off on If you don't want to Go immediately To the game at the weekend Jack Butland Is that a link That you're happy with Is that a signing You want to see happen Would you rather A different goalkeeping option Is explored Let us know right now 01419511025 Of course it's often about The Rangers rebuild And what's next for you Celtic fans Maybe you're just more Focused uh, on the weekend What's the early What's the early Feelings then About the injuries Who are you desperate To see returning Are there players You think you can live without Are there others That you're desperate To get good news on As this week Progresses Again same number Let us know 01419511025 By the way If there's any Inverness or Falkirk Fans out there Come on Don't let the big one On Sunday uh, Overshadow You want your Limelight now Is the time To air your grievances uh, and we even ha- we like a good disciplinary Barney in here, don't we? Was there a reprieve if, today? If, if there's any Hibs oh, fans, there yeah. was a, a successful appeal this yeah. time. This yeah. time last week, it was a well, it was a very unsuccessful appeal for Graham Shinney. James Jago has won his. Is that justice? Are you all happy oh, with that? Absolutely justice. And it was uh, it was very frustrating for me to even watch that decision getting given the way that it was. Um, 
I just couldn't get my head around the, the way the, the referee had and, and a lesson referees have spoke about it since then and, and that makes me question how referees see the game compared to myself um, so yeah, it was a definite justice has been done. I don't even think it was a yellow card, mind you. So it's been rescinded to yellow, but I don't. I think that's a little think, bit harsh on them. Do you think it's a foul at all? No, I didn't <laughs> think it was a foul. No, uh, these aren't going away, Simon. And these ones are particularly. They'll always be debated, but the, the most important thing is, you know, it didn't affect. The, the hips were so tight to get to that top mm-hmm. six. You know, it could have affected them. Uh, so thankfully, it didn't. These things are. Uh, Alarming in, in one regard I mean look it happens I think I saw it happen In English Premier League Earlier this season It was Aston Villa But it's just It's not great We've now had a couple where Because of the way the system works If the ref gives it And VAR You know it pulls it But then it's won on the appeal You think Just just a terrible look it, For the system It doesn't it? look good And I, I, what I would say Down in England They're doing well And since Howard Webbs Came into it down there I, I think they communicate very well But also the If a referee makes the decision he, he then gets put to aside for a game So he, it's like a player If you don't play well as a player There's a chance that you could lose your position in the yeah, team punished. And and I think I think that's what they should be doing to referees up here If they Listen, they're human They're going to yeah. get things wrong But also there's a consequence that comes with that And it just feels like Nothing really happens to them If they get the decision wrong Well maybe there are Hibs fans Or interested neutrals out there That want to lash out on that one You can do 01419511025 You've got that You've got the big games To build up to this weekend uh, We had a, a fair bit on Significant Very significant Boardroom change at Ibrox last night So if you want to keep going on that You can uh, What about the signing business though We didn't take any calls on it last night We were so busy doing other things and it won't go away yet We've not had the chance to ask Michael Beale So Rangers fans Are you definitely looking for a new keeper First and foremost Is Alan McGregor definitely going to call it quits in your mind uh, And if so Jack Butland Would that be one that you would be happy with Give us all your thoughts on those rumours That are doing the rounds 0141 951 1025 Or Twitter as always At Clyde SSB uh, Right Simon you can kick back and relax Resident goalie Jack Butland a goer for you? Um, yeah, I, I can see why they, they would be interested. I'm listening. I don't know what cost he would come up. Um, I think he would be probably expecting big wages. The clubs that he's at at the moment, obviously Crystal Palace, but at Manchester United. Um, so yeah, I, I think he fits the model that he's he, he's played at a big club. Um, he, he's been international um, with England as well, so he's played a number of times with them. So he he, he kind of fits the model. I think listen, Rangers should be looking at a goalie who's experienced, like what Joe Hart is at Celtic. I think you need a goalie that's been there and done it at the top level, and it's hard to find that. So it's going to be really difficult to replace Alan McGregor. But I think Jack Butland's one that yes, I could see possibly happening. Seems quite <laughs> simple to. Well, we'll find out what the listeners think, of course, Simon. But it feels quite simple to see the two sides of this, where Jack Butland has played for some massive clubs. He's still only thirty. Yeah. He's played for England. There's clearly a pedigree there. There's your, there's your your good side. Yeah. And on the other side, he's not played a single game this season and only played twice last season. So yeah. fairly obvious. It just depends for each individual caller. They can tell us how they. What, yeah, what weight they <clears throat> give to both of those Yeah well I'm going to be honest I googled to get his stats there Just as you brought his name up And I did notice that And the, the first thing I, I looked at was The age The age is mm-hmm. good for a goalkeeper yeah. obviously And he does have that experience uh, As Cammy said there he, He's got the experience of being around big clubs He's been away with England You know so that would stand him in good stead To come to a club like Rangers But as you highlight mm-hmm. as well The concern is he hasn't played 
a lot of football over the last two seasons. One good thing maybe is that we'll look at Joe Hart when he came to Celtic before mm. he came to Celtic hadn't played a lot of football yeah, in similar. recent years, so very similar. Yeah, it's funny because I've seen people immediately point out, yeah, but he'd played more football than that, which which is you're never going to get an exact yeah, comparison. No, no. But um, interesting. Well, let's find out. Let's take the temperature out there. George is a Rangers fan. What would you think of that as a goalkeeping option for next season, George? Um, it's it's an interesting one. I mean, yes, he has got extensive experience. He is at a good age. Uh, he's 30, like you said. Um, Mike, and the height of him is also at, uh, at an advantage. I used to play, I used to play football quite a lot in uh, fives and sevens, and I was a goalkeeper. And um, yeah, having a good height and uh, being able to command your box and dive is good. My main concern is that his injury record has been uh, quite extensive over the last couple of years. If you look at the uh, the appearances that he's had at his clubs over the last two years, they've been quite sparse. And my concern is we signed Aaron Ramsey on his experience when he also had... Uh, uh, history of injuries so that is something to take into account um, it's an option whether it is a, a good option um, uh, whether he's still uh, nursing some long term injuries that's the gamble I just realised I had this uh, fat fingers and all that It was the two games that I referenced that was the season before so it was last season was 15 appearances and two the season before um, and none yet this season Obviously been on loan at Man United Just to correct myself um, Is it Is it different at all Cammy if, if this was an outfield player With that lack of game time In recent seasons Does it Is it Is it not as severe When you're talking about a goalkeeper Or um, Yeah I think it is different To an outfield player um, I, I think Because he has played At that high level He'll He'll have learned From being in change rooms with, with big clubs and, and experience these big high pressured games um, and that's obviously what he would come and face if he if he did sign for Rangers as this high pressure games that you need to win every week and I, that's why I mentioned Joe Hart he'd been at Man City a club that needed to win every single week and I think that's why he's, he's fitted into the Celtic model very very well and, and handled the expectations very well and yeah I think Jack Butland has got that He's been at clubs He's at Manchester United At the moment So he, listen He's not playing But he's still in around the squad So he gets the expectations That are needed week in week out The standards that need to be there um, So he's got that model I, I agree that he has had injuries In his, in his past But um, More so he's, he's found he's still at clubs That he's not really found he's still As a number one To be honest In the last couple of seasons Yeah most of his football Recent seasons you know, It's championship football yeah. Isn't it um, Simon I'm the disclaimer: I acknowledge we are comparing apples and oranges here because Joe Hart had had played more games, right? But yeah. but you can see the rough similarities, and just to look at it from a, an even further point of view, t- take someone like like Craig Gordon who had like you know like retired. Yeah, if you yeah. like, I just wonder if it's if it's just a bit easier when it's a when it's a goalkeeper to to bounce back well, from these things. There's a goalie in the studio, so I need to be careful what I'm saying. But it's it's a different position to an outfield player. Slaughter yeah. them, it's fine. It's, it's, <laughs> it is. It's different. You know you're. They're not fit, they're, not they're co- lazy They're not they covering move, the same distance That's, But again, <laughs> Cameo will have all the arguments That you have to be up there with the, the match speed And whatever, and, and reaction time And whatever, so it's Listen, the, 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 the ideal scenario is The guy's playing regular 
Uh, but I, I, again, I don't know. I don't know why he hasn't been. I don't know if it's one particular injury or a mm. series of. We, we don't know. Yeah, I mean, George. For a start, are we in this discussion? Because is it a foregone conclusion? You don't. You don't think there's any way that Alan McGregor plays next season? Oh, hang on. Sorry, two, sorry, two seconds. Oh, don't let us interrupt you, George. It's fine. You crack on. Let us know when you're. Let us know when you're ready. He's on the other phone. Sorry, I hit. I hit. I hit uh, a button on my mobile phone by default. Sorry. <laughs> you're fine. In sorry. case, in case you couldn't hear me, Alan McGregor. Is this definitely? His last season for you Is that why we're having this discussion? Uh, hang on Yeah Well I mean Alan, See the thing is With Alan McGregor You know um, I don't think his um, Injury record was that extensive You know that, that, That's the only thing um, Yeah yeah, I don't, don't think we're talking injuries. I think we're talking father time. Yeah. I mean, we've like, we've debated this a lot this yeah. season. Um, Michael Beale might well take his chair at the media conference tomorrow or Friday, whenever it is, and say nonsense, not a chance, no way we're signing Jack Butland. I, I don't know, but um, is it starting to point to the fact that Alan McGregor will call it quits? Yeah, I can just see. Uh, I can actually see a little bit of differences from uh, this year to last year. I think everyone thought he was done last year after the. The cup final and the way that he sort of came on and exited, everyone thought that was his his last um, moment in in his Rangers top. But then he decided, look, he's got another year left, and I just got a funny feeling. It's been a little bit. He doesn't speak a lot about it, but I just feel as if this season will be his last season, no matter what happens. Um, and yeah, listen, Alan's had Alan's not had any injuries through his career. He's been very very lucky. So he's he's managed to play to an age of of forty one that he's at the moment. So. He's had a fantastic career And that's why I'm saying I think it's going to be so difficult to replace him There's not many guys that will be able to walk in And just replace him that easily uh, Thank you very much to George I'll let George, George sounds busy You know, and yeah. I, I, I couldn't have it on my conscience <laughs> That we keep him from whatever's going on So thank you to George Much appreciated getting in touch on the phones You can tweet uh, as well there At Clyde SSB What about Ronnie on the line Ronnie, as a Rangers fan are you Excited by Jack Butland rumours or, or not? Butland for me should be a good addition to Rangers. Um, the last thing I was keeping beside was Chris Wedge and he was he had a brilliant time at Rangers. But the other couple of points I was wanting to say... Just... Well, let's deal with that first and we'll let you back in. No, no dramas whatsoever. Um, yeah, that, that, that would be a... That would be a nice bar to, to reach if, if Ronnie's rhyming off names like that, Cammy. Um, I wonder about the, the English market was it, was it the initial caller Was it George who said about You know wouldn't know The wages or something yeah. like that I don't suppose Jack Butlin comes cheap Wages wise no. But I don't know I've, I've no idea he, But you he, just you just wouldn't imagine so But also if there's one area of the pitch That you're looking for A so called safer market is, is, is that something You would understand uh, Absolutely I think um, We only need to look across the city To, to Celtic And where they were before Joe Hart And, and the same Barkas For a lot of money Spent a lot of money on his wages as well. Didn't work out, and that's why I would I would say that they want to probably go down the route of a, a goalie from the UK. Uh, I think they can they can adjust to Scottish football much easier, um, and it's less of a risk. And as I say, you're looking for that model of a goalkeeper who's played at a big club, loads of experience of that high pressure situations. Um, so. Yeah, he, he does fit in and the model. He's, ca- but he's capped as well, so he's obviously totally. performed yeah. at a level where they've deemed him. Absolutely. Good enough to, to get into the, the England setup. So 
you know, his, his, his profile there isn't bad. Yeah, and and, uh, and, I, I, and is there a, is there a, is there a reality here, which I think everyone knows. You, and don't mean to sound too critical, but if you've got a a former oh, an England international goalie, if he's at the peak of his powers, then we're just we're not having this discussion. There needs to be yeah. something there. Yeah, but he's maybe looking to to get his career back on track. And and again, he, listen, I can remember he was one of the the up and coming goalkeepers. Everyone thought he was going to be the next England mm-hmm. goalkeeper for a number of years, and it just didn't happen. It didn't materialise. Um, he had a number of injuries, and then he went through a, a, a really sticky spell. I remember him at Stoke; he was making a lot of mistakes, and it was it was getting it was he was getting criticised a lot at that um, time. And he's bounced back from that. He's came. He's still at big clubs, um, but you're right; he's going to come at a cost. But I think Rangers are going to have mm. to bite the bullet, and are going to have to pay a bit of money for a good, solid goalkeeper because they need it. They, they've they've had one for a number of years now in Alan McGregor. And and you don't want to downgrade from that because it's such an mm. important position. And like every serious researcher, I went straight to Wikipedia earlier on to see if there was anything I didn't know. And uh, this line, here you are, the the Glasgow connection. It says after Joe Hart withdrew from the squad due to a back injury, Butland was named in the starting eleven to become the youngest ever England international goalkeeper at 19 years and 158 days. So there, there we go. go. And they'll be old pals. What was your other point, Ronnie? Mother boy was uh, to Simon. Simon, are you happy with the man in the middle uh, Sunday? You'll be happy with that. Well, you know what I call him, isn't it? What are you suggesting? <coughs> what you suggesting, Ronnie? Well, what do you think I suggesting, Simon? He's as no biased idea. as they can get. Plus the fact that this guy, the Sky Television treats Scottish football like garbage, giving them five live games after the split. A total disgrace. Two very different topics I don't know if we've got time to cover both Given that I'm already late for the break Let's go for the referee I must admit these, Having spent six years on this show These comments these am- things don't, these, Amaze these things, me because These things are the last thing I look for in these games I I've also admit. never met No offence William if you're listening I've never met anyone that says they're happy Willie Collins ref in the game mm. Whether that's an unfair reputation or not Popularity But seriously Seriously, it's the last thing I look at in these games And I, I know there's fans there that from, from both sides that look at things And Ronnie obviously thinks Willie's biased towards Celtic It's the last thing I look for And if I'm being honest, I hope we're not talking about him at the weekend I hope we're talking about the best team winning Well said, I'm not sure that's often the We'll put it this way, I've just, I've just clicked up on an article About Willie Collum taking charge of the, the game um, on Sunday And lo and behold, a quick... Flick through the comments <laughs> And both sides think this is Terrible news for them And good news for the opposition So Argue amongst yourselves 01419511025 We'll take more of your calls next You are the voice of Scottish football Call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Cammy Bell and Simon Donnelly are here It's 01419511025 Or Twitter at Clyde SSB Let's bring in Martin Who's in Motherwell How's it going Martin? Not too bad guys How's yourself? Yeah, can't complain Can't complain at all What are you thinking then Tonight? Well I am a, a supporter of Rangers And also Crystal Palace I've followed them for 22 years I've been saying for the last two years That Rangers should move to Jack Butland And anybody that doesn't know enough about him. Uh, I've just got a wee opinion. I, th- I feel he's been a victim of circumstance because he came into Palace to challenge Vincente Guaita, who is a very good, very good number one, brilliant keeper. And when he got his chances in the cup, he was he did well. Um, unfortunately, he got a viral infection. He came back and got another chance done well. Get dislocated fingers. He was out for something like three to four months with dislocated fingers. 
Palace decided to move on and bring in another very good, accomplished England international, Sam Johnson. But I think Butland's kind of moved to Man United on loan to say, look, it's time for me to show everybody that I'm in a short window, I want to move on, because his time at Palace is limited under Gway, and probably Sam Johnson's going to be the new number one. But without a doubt, any time he's been called upon, he is still a very, very good keeper. I think maybe Joe Hart was when he went to Celtic. I think maybe a change I seem to do in the world of good. Yeah, listen, I, I love the insight because that, that's the beauty of the phone in. Martin can come on and tell us more about Crystal Palace's goalkeeping history than we knew. Um, and I guess sometimes that happens, Cammy. It doesn't matter if it's Jack Butland or anyone. We can look at a distance and just look at number of games played. It doesn't really tell you about the circumstances. Yeah, it's, it's actually really good to hear that from Martin. I'm um, just explaining, obviously, the, the circumstances being a, a, a Palace fan, but. And it seems as if Jack Blunton's made that move, as, as Martin says, to put yourself in a short window, go to another big club and, and show you can be involved. But listen, see if you're at Manchester United, you're, you're not a bad football player. So um, he's went there um, to show that he can be involved with a, a big football club. But I agree with Martin. I think it's it's one of these opportunities if it comes about and, and Jack Blunton fancies it, he can kickstart his career again for me. He's only 30 year old. Listen, he has a couple of good seasons at Rangers. Um, then that's when all the English clubs will start looking at him again and, and listen, he might end up moving back down there because ultimately that's probably what he would want to do he'll want to go and play in the Premier League in England at some point but I think it could be a really good move for Rangers and Jack Butland get him back playing football um, as we spoke about, he's got that experience at top level um, but it's just going to be a whether the wages mm. would be, be too much for Rangers I'm not sure Yeah, do you know what, the... I doubt we're actually going to get away from these comparisons with Joe Hart. Martin said it as well. You know, sometimes a, a change of scenery, and I know those two situations are ever exactly the same. Um, but I, I just checked it, and I, I didn't think it was quite as few as this. I didn't realise that in the two seasons prior to joining Celtic, Joe Hart played thirteen times across right. two seasons, yeah. and none of them were in the league. They were all yeah. European games for Spurs or cup games for yeah. uh, for Burnley and. I mean, it didn't it didn't show, did it? No, Celtic fans no, would say he's been an excellent signing. As Cammy says there, it might be the chat, and Martin touched on it as well. It might be the the move that uh, Jack Butland needs, you know, to come to a club like Rangers and and, and kickstart his career. It's good. I, I said that earlier on the show. We look at the stats, Gordon. We see right, he hasn't played a lot, but you don't know. Martin's saying every time he's played, he's performed well. But then he's picking up a virus. He's picking up a, a finger injury or a hand injury. You know, it's, the guy's just maybe been unfortunate mm -hmm. in recent times, uh, and is looking for a break and, and looking for a, a, a new challenge. And that said, I acknowledge yes, Joe Hart Cammy has seventy-five England caps over three hundred Man City appearances and all that. So I'm not saying it's a direct comparison, <laughs> just in terms of the the. The very short term history Before arriving up here Yeah totally And I, I do get the circumstances Because I think that um, Listen Joe Hart's been fantastic I think he's been a real key signing for them um, They sorted out a real problem position for them um, They went through a, a period With a goalkeeper who came in for a lot of money um, Probably didn't I don't know if he underestimated the league Or, or just couldn't handle the, the, the pressures of, of Celtic Football Club um, and then they went and got a guy who, as we say, hadn't played much football But had that experience previously, knows what it's like Expectations, playing in front of big crowds um, And he's performed since he's been there So I think Rangers fans can, can look across the city and say Look, it has worked well with a goalkeeper who didn't play many games a couple of seasons prior to him coming in Martin, what sort of attributes does Jack Butland have that you would like to see at Rangers? 
Well, first and foremost, I think a lot of people are going to always think about McGregor. He's going to be the forefront of everybody's mind because his quick reaction saves. Now, Jack Buckland is six foot five, but he has still got very, very good reactions. He can get down quick, and you've got Cammy there in the studio. You don't need me to tell him that a six foot five keeper is probably going to command the area pretty well in crosses. Yeah, I mean, even. I mean, peak Alan McGregor, vintage Alan McGregor. It was never, yeah. it was never considered one of his strong suits. He's obviously not as big as, as um, Jack Butland. So you wonder if, if that's something that would appeal. Yeah, listen. Each goalie is different. Um, you get the guys who are maybe just over six foot and, and won't be as commanding as people will see these these six foot five giants that come and and take everything in the air, but. Listen, Alan McGregor makes match-winning saves, and that's very mm. difficult um, to to replicate for any goalie that's going to come in. I think Jack Butler. Every time I've seen him, he, he he's a good goalkeeper. He's definitely a top goalkeeper. Um, as I say, there's been periods in his career as well where he's had injuries. He's went through bad spells and been criticised heavily. So he's he's felt all these emotions that he might feel at Rangers at some point. Um, so he's had that experience and been able to bounce back. And, and that's we, we always do thing. say, you know, if we're going to keep. Being consistent here and say there there is nowhere like this. No, in terms of intensity of spotlight yep. and all that sort of stuff, when it's almost difficult to predict how anyone takes it. So especially it, a keeper, yeah, yeah. Especially and it, a keeper, but you make a mistake. I mean, you look at the boy Barkas that came in at Celtic, and for whatever reason, it wasn't an easy period for him coming in. But he just it, it looked mm-hmm. as if he couldn't handle it. Yeah, and I, I, that's why I go back to. Jack Butland's period where he was getting criticised and, and I still look at him and he, he, he's still at the top of the English game albeit he's not playing but he's, he's still at Manchester United at this moment in time so that that shows me the resilience and character behind him as a, as a person that he can mm. handle a little Probably bit of a, a mentality of that yeah. size of club as well and he's working day totally. in day out with, with a top calibre player yeah. as well so I think that stands him in good stead for, for a move like yeah. Rangers and, and, and being in around the There the will be setup. some cynic Who will tweet in a minute And say listen If you can't get David De Gea Out of that Man United <laughs> team So uh, we'll, we'll maybe get to that uh, Thank you to Martin What about Thomas then As a Rangers fan Thomas How how do you feel generally About the goalkeeping situation Good evening Gordon uh, I think that Obviously I'm hoping That this is Alan McGregor's Last season uh, He's been a terrific servant to us But Money is going to be A premium for Rangers And a lot of times Rangers overlook what's on their doorstep now with a goalkeeper who's been in the Scotland squad and he's never been given a chance really and on the few occasions he has appeared for us he's never let us down and that's the young boy McCrory well he's not young now I think he's about 24 McCrory so he's been in and around the, the first team now for quite a while we've obviously got no chance in the league so why are we after the cup game why are we not giving him a run see what he, what he can do for us I mean we might not even have to go to England and it might save us a fair wee bit of money money that we can't really afford to waste so we should be picking and choosing and what Rangers have done this previously I'm looking at Alex Lowry and a couple of other young players I know he get badly injured but prior to that I felt a lot of young players that we've got through this apparently brilliant academy that we're supposed to have that we don't seem to give these boys a chance we always seem to be looking away to get 30 year old goalkeepers I've heard his pedigree obviously but you know give young McCrory a chance we might not have to spend money on a goalkeeper. In terms of short term, Michael Beale said he would, Cammy. So I don't know when when that may be, but um, would you expect it? Certainly. Yeah, I think um, it's the right thing to do as well. If if Robbie's um, got any 
aspirations of being a number one. He, he's got to step up and be a number one somewhere at, at, at some point soon. He's 25 year old now. It's not a young kid. That's a guy who he, you would look at if he wasn't at an old firm team, if he was anywhere else out with that, the calibre that Robbie's got as a goalkeeper's probably played 150 games by now. But because he's he's found his unknown third game, uh, team, um, he's found himself on number three sort of spot the last couple mm. of seasons. It's been difficult for him, injuries. But I mean, I take, I take Thomas's point about having a look, and you'll never know until you try. But, but seriously, if I asked you to put your last pound bet to cash for kids on here, could you see Robbie McCrory being Rangers number one next season? No, because he's not played enough football consistently. And, and the big thing for me is, listen, you can. Uh, he's done brilliant since he's came in. The games that he's played, he's been fantastic. And so I totally agree with Thomas there. He's done brilliant. But see, over a period of a season, when you get to, I've always said this, when you're a young goal and you've never really had a real run at games, when you get to a 20 game mark and then you start to make a couple of mistakes, it then can, can be really difficult period for you. And, and sometimes managers need another goalkeeper there to pull you out of the spotlight I just feel as if Rangers need an experienced goalkeeper I don't think I'm not saying Robbie's not good enough but I just don't think he's had the game time consistently um, to, to show that he can go and yeah. do it at Rangers I, mean, look, I think it would be a big risk in, injuries, big injuries risk. have obviously played a part Thomas but Robbie McCrory has played twice since the start of last season he played twice in August 2021 and hasn't played a single Top uh, first team game since uh, I said I know he has been injured, but that would be a heck of a turnaround, wouldn't it? If he could then somehow, get, you know, put in enough in the next couple of games to become a Rangers number one next season. Well, he's, I mean, he's got what, six games, five six games, other than the cup to to prove himself. Um, and again, the, the manager in that has seen him about training and should know um, whether or not he's good enough. I mean, McGregor he was out on loan quite a few times. Um, but again, he just came in uh, just after the Leguain era um, and did a great job for us. He'd been in the books like Robbie for quite some time. And, and again, I just think, give it, see if he's not good enough, then why at the age of 25 is he still there and we've not moved him on? That's a very good question, I must say, that is as well. You you experienced that though, Simon. Everyone always brings this up about Alan McGregor. You yeah. you were on loan. You mentioned I was thinking back there, so... McCrory's 25 I was at Dunfermline From 04 to 06 So if I'm doing my maths Griggs would have been Early 20s uh, And he came in there And played And did really well And he's probably the best Keeper I've worked with uh, Looking back over mm -hmm. my career So Thomas makes good points The lad needs to play Yes he's round about the place And people are watching him All the time And, and, and training But uh, is five or six games at the end of the season enough to prove you're number one for Rangers? I'm not sure. Thank you, Thomas. So one four one nine five one one zero two five. Right, Celtic fans, what are you thinking ahead of the weekend? We're going to hear from Jackie McNamara. He's given us some thoughts ahead of the big one at Hamden on Sunday. You'll be patiently waiting, I'm sure, for more injury updates from the manager. What the players that have been out in recent weeks? Who are the must returns? Are there any that you think really can, can swing the game one way or the other? Uh, let us know your early thoughts about team selection and your general feelings ahead of it. All the usual stuff as we build up to the big game. Get your calls in just now and we'll try and get you on next. 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Simon Donnelly and Cammy Bell are here. It's 0141-951-1025 if you'd like to get in touch and we would like you to get in touch. So come on down and let the guys know 
uh, what you're thinking tonight Whether it is build up to the weekend's games Whether it's some of the news headlines that are doing the rounds Or something else entirely I know you lot can be quite creative out there Maybe there's a bit of leftover from last night We had the good old discussion about uh, post-split fixtures And Stuart Robertson leaving his role at Rangers So if there's anything left over on those uh, you know the number Let's hear from Jackie McNamara Thinks it may be Worrying for Rangers That they've played well at times In the last game against Celtic And still lost He also thinks Sunday's a big opportunity For Ange Postacoglu To get one back After last season's Semi-final His approach will be the same You know he'll want to win it You know the, the chance to To put last year Away from that You know and the, the way the game went last year So that that's I'm sure that's what he'll be saying to the players You know they're not to be complacent uh, Rangers are a dangerous side and you know Michael Beale has is, is, um, a, a different mentality from where they were at the start of the season so it will be a, t- a difficult game for them but uh, I'm sure that uh, Ange will have them ready and his, and his favourites. I actually think Rangers played OK in the day. Celtic didn't play uh, particularly well which you know you could say is a worry that they, they didn't manage to, to beat them but um, you know their games the form sort of goes out the window and it's an old saying but it's true you know it's, it's, a, it's a derby and both teams are desperate to win it. We're not Rangers change a few things, you know, in terms of system. Uh, the bad result last weekend, although I didn't think they played that well. Eh, sorry, that badly in the first half. I thought they were good in possession without, you know, getting taking their opportunities. So they need to be obviously a lot better on Sunday. These games are the best example you will find anywhere of being able to spin things in the completely the opposite direction, depending on, on how you see it, because I don't think many would argue with that that logic that your old pal has displayed there, Simon. If Rangers are playing better and you know doing bits within games and still can't beat Celtic when they're not at their best, that's a worry. But on the flip side, naturally you would you would still rather play better, and, and maybe that is a sign that you're somewhat getting closer uh, or whatever. So that that would be very much dependent on which team you support, I suspect. Yeah, but. I was speaking to somebody earlier on today about this. I, I went through this in the nineties with the Rangers mm-hmm. team that we we performed and we were we were getting better, and ultimately couldn't get a, a result. And the longer it goes, it definitely plays in your mind, Gordon. I mean, we started games, we started games, and then they would score, and you'd be like, "Here, here we go again." And I've, I've watched the Celtic games recently, and I would I would say you would have to give Celtic credit, you know, to go and capitalise on those mistakes and maybe force issue. You see how Celtic press high and quick and. You know, Kyogo and Jota for, for, for John Souter's mistake They pounce on it You've got to give them credit there But I, I, I'm a Jackie I don't think Celtic I've seen them play better And they still win So until Rangers can turn this round uh, They got the draw at Ibrox Obviously Kyogo got a, a crucial goal Towards the end of that game To get a point and keep the gap uh, At nine points Until they can turn it round Even the final recently I thought Celtic I know it was only 2-1 But it looked comfortable for Celtic as much as a, com- uh, a final can be. So un- until Rangers get a result, you know, it's going to be really difficult. And, you know, that, that that's a challenge for them. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think one of the big words that said say there was result. Rangers need a result. I, I think, listen, see getting performing better. Yes, it's a positive, but it's not where Rangers want to be. Rangers need to beat Celtic. That That's the beyond end. All. That's what the fans demand and expect is, is Rangers putting that performance in that wins the game of football because that's all that matters at the end of the day for a Rangers fan and player and as a club is winning games of football and until they do that it's not going to be good enough so they need there's, I just think there's a huge amount of pressure on Rangers at the weekend because it is all they've got to play for this yeah. season and 
If they were to lose the game I think just the pressure then starts to mount for next season And how they start next season And the, the, the references to last season's semi-final I'm fascinated by because It clearly has absolutely no bearing On what happens this time, obviously And the sides have met five times since then Two draws, three victories for Celtic But at the, at the very least It is still a reminder That it can happen Whatever that means, you know Definitely, it definitely can happen exactly. I, I, I get back again to, There was times You would go into the game Underdog and come away With yeah. a result It definitely can happen That's where Celtic you really remember that When you Celtic were, were, and They were flying At that point last season yeah. And yeah. Rangers were Going yeah. to extra time and, and, Absolutely and, you're, and everybody was saying That you know Domestically they weren't even And Celtic scored first Very good anyway Yeah so Like I said I, I don't That doesn't impact What happens this week It's just a A timely reminder I suppose Cammy, um, I've, I've always I've had my issues in the past with this phrase about form going out the window, but but that's <laughs> a, that sort of um, last season semi final would be a good example of of that type of thing. Yeah, listen, stay away from it. No, I, I, I agree. <laughs> listen, form does for me <laughs> plays plays a little bit of a part. Have you seen Have you seen the guy on Twitter that puts up these football cliches? <laughs> <is> <laughs> you see the one? Was it today or yesterday? What was it? But we scored too early. I seen and it's just a, it's just a compilation and of everybody like, saying it of all and the these more people they say saying, it the more ridiculous I it think happens. we scored too early uh-huh. I think and then <laughs> and then it, it becomes like the self-fulfilling thing where when people say it they go yeah. <laughs> you know as if they're joking but they're not because they've said it <laughs> anyway carry yeah, on yeah no so listen I, I don't I don't think the gap is is massive so uh, uh, there's an absolute chance of Rangers win, winning this game on Sunday um, they need to perform at their best They need to cut out all the mistakes That are costing them goals Because Sid again is bang on That Celtic press them high And create them opportunities by, by doing that Pressing them high And capitalising on any mistake that Rangers make Getting the ball in the back of the net um, So they need to be at their best to get a result um, But as I said before it's The result is all that matters for Rangers fans And the football club Until that result Happens against a very good Celtic team at the moment It's not going to be good enough for, for the club or the fans um, I think the latest up And by the way he always keeps his cards quite close to his chest anyway So I, I don't know how much we'll, we'll know going into the weekend But Ange Postacoglu I think said yesterday didn't he That Abada, Hatati, Jota were back in training Yeah. So that doesn't mean they're going to play, obviously But I don't know, Do you are you encouraged by that or do you just I think, I think you would be encouraged yeah. that they're back in training. My concern is Hitati, he got injured in the Hibs game, which was a, a few weeks ago. You, you're just worried would he come back in and still be at that mm-hmm. level of fitness again? Jota hasn't been out as long. But you look at these three players and how they've performed in this particular Absolutely. fixture over the, the two years. You know, they've been big players. So I, I even think if, if two out of the three are round about the squad, even if they're on the bench, I think it's a, it's a bonus. Yes, Simon said there You look at Abada Has got a double Against uh, Rangers this season Jota has scored two In separate games Atati was probably The best player on the pitch In the cup game And burst onto the scene In this fixture With his double last season So um, I'm sure Celtic fans Will be fingers crossed To make it And Rangers fans The exact opposite I'm sure Yeah, listen Rangers fans would have wanted To hear Ange say That none of them Are available for Sunday Because as it says That them being about the squad It just gives that squad A little boost And in whether they're 100% fit Then they're still able to play a part in the game And we've seen how good Celtic's subs have been this season And the impact that they make when they come on If the game isn't going their way Their squad's so strong I think 
I've said it before That's the difference between Rangers and Celtic at the moment Rangers' squad I don't think Has the impact from the subs that Michael Beale can make And that's something he needs to work on in the summer Is bring a number of players in That he's got a full squad That he can then make impact subs and, and they come on and do the exact same job as a player that's leaving the pitch and, and Celtic do that at the moment they're, they're very good yeah. with that now let's ask Ken who's on the line at the moment Ken of, of those three is it that everybody just keeps suggesting that Hitati is the one they really want to see back do, do you share that or have you got a different view on it? No, I mean I'd love to see Hitati and Jota back I'd love to see the both of them back but I can only have one to take Hitati back because the, the vision he's got the pace he's got you know, he's, he has just been outstanding since he started. And if he were to get player of the year, he'd be well deserved. Do you think? You know, do you think the the le- say he is so called fit, Ken? Do you think the length of time he's he's been out would that come into it at all, or would you would you pitch him into a game of this size? I think it depends who he is in training. But if I see he starts, he starts, and um, I wouldn't question it at all. You know, it's. Personally, yeah, I mean, I would put him straight in, but then I'm not seeing him in training, so it's a difficult one because we're we're on the outside, yeah. Simon. Um, you know, people always, again, people say that you know, no, nobody takes risks and they, they only play if they are fully fit. But I just I wonder if it's just sometimes to properly identify completely different player. But just you know, we heard John Souter, in fact, a couple of weeks ago, didn't we, <coughs> saying that you know he declared himself fit for that game against Livingston and he thought yeah. he was fit and Rangers thought he was fit and actually. His ankle was broken. Yeah. Essentially, I'm not saying that's. I just think. That, I, think tatty, these, you know, I think with these Japanese players, I think the, the levels of fitness are, are taken to a different level. I think they're uh, so in tune with what, what they've got I, going I on. I think they are. I mean, I watched. I watched the games after games. Hitati and Maeda are out doing a cool down straight away. You know, they're just, I just think they're so so professional the way they go about their whole work ethic and I. I think that'll work for him coming back from injury. But I'm with Ken. I think Annie sees them day in, day out. And if he is performing in training, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised that he comes straight back in. Again, everybody's different than I'm asking you to guess here, but having played and coached, I mean, is that. that sound perfectly doable? So I, 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 it does, I'm, but I just I'm I said on. a minute ago, it is a, for me, it is a wee bit of a concern. I'm just trying to give you the other side of yeah. it. I think these. the Japanese players certainly. When I've watched them, you know, their fitness levels. Mm-hmm. I know how Tati kind of ventured off a wee bit last year. I think he played the Japanese league and it, yep. you could see it coming towards the end, but he's not had that this year. Uh, and I just think the guy's getting better and better. It's the one big kind of disappointment him picking that injury up because at that time his form was, was sensational. What else is on your mind tonight, Ken? Well, it was about the, the fixtures after the, with the, the post. The uh, post the fixtures we got coming up. I'm mm-hmm. out, I'm on tongue tied to your side about that. Oh, don't you worry, carry on. I, I was surprised that the game at Ibrox is going to be the second game of the split for us. I thought it would be the third or the fourth. I mean, we're playing hearts, and they're in, they're in good form, and they're going to be at home. There's a good chance we can drop a couple of points there, you know. And as we said against Rangers Aberdeen, you got to fancy Rangers for that match at home at uh, a full house. So we could drop points and then that makes the game on the 13th of May a table decider which the split was supposed to avoid. If they made it the 3rd or the 4th they'd probably be at hand. Yeah, I mean the split's not supposed to avoid it but you're right there's always this theory that like police try and avoid it and the, the, the SPFL try and avoid it and it could well happen. 
Simon, there's, there's so much said about these fixtures. We're going to need to wait and see Hearts. Ken says they're in good form. They were at the weekend. Yeah, but before prior that, to that, I mean, and you Celtic still, went there recently. And you'd still fancy Celtic to win this time, them. wouldn't you? Yeah, they destroyed um, them. But I, just, I just think sometimes I heard other fans saying about you know wanting to try and win the title at Celtic Park, and for me, it is what it is. You have to, you have to go and win all these games to get yourself in this position. Celtic have did that. They've showed the levels of consistency. They, they dropped their levels last weekend. I think Ange wasn't happy with it. He came out and said that. I think there'll be a reaction this week because that's unusual. Your team coming mm. and getting a point. It's unusual feeling for Celtic players walking around that pitch. They're so used to, to mm-hmm. uh, winning at home, and the levels have been so high. So. I, for me it is where it is You go through to Tynecastle And win the league there Thank you very much To Ken That takes us up to this already Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online The Scottish Sun.co.uk Slash football Huge news On the beat the pundit front You know we had a bad week For the pundits Last week It was a 4-1 victory For the listeners We've officially had to buy A new box Of footballs to be signed We've given away too many uh, this season uh, I think Gordon Dale Got back on the saddle Last night Though he's been In terrible form uh, But he won 5-3 Last night So let's see How we go tonight Simon Donnelly And Cammy Bell Are here It's 01419511025 I was listening The the two oh, brother, And then the cousin The, 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 the Paisley <laughs> Eggheads <laughs> That keep phoning in And I winning to say to you, We're now not taking calls From, from people Paisley from Paisley <laughs> Paisley numbers are barred Anyway uh, Give us your Give us your uh, Your entries before 7 And we'll try and get you on next the headlines 01419511025 Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Simon Donnelly and Cami Bell are here 01419511025 we'd love for you to join us so please do if you want to elaborate on anything that's been said already we've been talking Jack Butland rumours to Rangers is that one you would go for uh, Rangers fans Celtic fans just prior to the news there we were talking a bit about the weekend we heard from Jackie McNamara uh, talking about good omens if you like for Celtic we're speculating at this stage in the week about the injury list and will Hatati or Abada or the likes return so if you've anything to add on those topics please do and if you want to move on to something else now would be the perfect time 0141 951 1025 Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Right, beat the pundit time. Tell you what's been back and forwards. We had a nightmare for the pundits last week. A 4 1 to the listeners. It would have been a clean sweep if it wasn't for the experienced head of Hugh Keevans who won it on the Friday. And uh, then Gordon DL even managed to win last night. So we're, we're, it's, all, it's all to play for with Mark and Carmile. How's it going, Mark? Uh, not bad, Gordon. How you doing? Yeah, good, thank you. And you've got some backup there with you, Mark. Who's alongside you? Oh, it's just my son. He's not, he doesn't really say very much. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> he may get a few kind of spills, but he's not going to. Be, he's football That's fine. Yeah, he'll, he'll get there. How he'll old is he, Mark? What's his name? Uh, his name is Curtis, and he's five. Curtis, it's brilliant to have you. Thanks for listening, Curtis. And don't <laughs> let your you. I bet you'll be telling your dad all the right answers. So let's toss the coin. Yeah, if it's yeah. heads, it will be Simon Donnelly against Mark and Curtis. I'm giving Curtis his yep. place here. And if it's tails, it will be Cami Bell. So let's see how we go on here. And it is heads. It's a, a Celtic derby, if you like, because Mark is a Celtic fan. Taking yep. on Simon. That's so what we'll do here is give Simon some greatest hits radio to listen to. And as always, I turn it up nice and loud, Mark, so that he can't hear your answers. 30 seconds, 
Answer as many as you can And pass if you don't know That's my advice Okay Okay Right let's get stuck in with Your 30 seconds Which starts right now Which player joined QPR From Rangers in 2019 uh, Pass In what year did Celtic Complete their domestic treble Unbeaten Sorry pass. In what year did Celtic Complete their domestic treble Unbeaten uh, 2017 Name any player that scored a league goal for Motherwell Apart from Kevin Van Veen um, Who's earned more Scotland caps Craig Gordon or David Marshall uh, Craig Gordon Name any English side Stephen Naismith played with Between Rangers and Hearts Can you still hear us Mark Oh no he's gone Mark disappeared Oh no! He's on his last question. Was he on a roll? I'm going to just ask him the question again. I trust Mark. I think he sounds like an an honest guy. I don't think he Giving would him the question use again. the time. I'll just yeah. give him that again. Mark, can you hear us? Yeah, I can. Sorry right, very that. quickly. Name any. Oh, hold on. Yeah, get, yeah, get, yeah. I'll get rid of Simon again. Name any English side Stephen Naismith played with between Rangers and Hearts. Uh, Everton There we go I, I trust him You happy with that Cammy? You yeah, trust him? That's good Nah I trust him I don't care what you cynics out there say uh, Simon ready? Yeah right, let's go. Same set of <clears throat> questions 30 seconds on the clock <clears throat> And your time starts Now Beat the pundit Wrong button There we go Which player joined QPR from Rangers in 2019? Pass In what year did Celtic complete their domestic treble unbeaten? 2000 and... 19. Name any player who scored a league goal for Motherwell apart from Van Veen this season. Blank pass. Who's earned more Scotland caps, Craig Gordon or David Marshall? Craig Gordon. Name any English side Stephen Naismith played for between Rangers and Hearts. Everton. How many league titles has Scott Bain won with Celtic? Three. Mark Curtis, how do you think it went? I think I don't know. I think it could mm. be a draw. Simon no, is no. the Simon's no, no. the master of the low-scoring <laughs> game. Uh, so let's see how it goes tonight. <clears throat> Which player joined QPR from Rangers in 2019? Dominic Ball, Lee Wallace. Oh. Although, so QPR <sighs> from Rangers. Uh, Celtic completed their domestic unbeaten treble in 2017. Well done, Mark. You got that right. You're one nil up. Now this probably shows you the. the um, the impact the Van that Van Veen's had because none of you could name <laughs> oh, me one on. other score. I would have went Spittle. Blair Spittle. Blair yeah, Spittle. Um, there's a few to be, believe it or not. I'm not going to name them all, <laughs> but like Callum Slattery, yeah. Sean Goss. Entries. Yeah, that, that, but seriously, the percentage of Motherwell's goals that he's got is. Incredible um, the score? Still 1-0 one nil. One nil. Horrible Craig Gordon has 74 David Marshall 46 So it's Craig Gordon And you both got it mm-hmm. So it's 2-1 two two To Mark Stephen Naismith Played for Norwich And Everton You both got it uh, Which means it all comes down To the last one Because Mark one? Mark didn't get that far How many oh. league titles Has Scott Bain won What did you say? Three it's four of oh. line, Simon. Well done to Mark well and Kyle. Well done, and Mark. Curtis. Uh, nice one. Thank you. Brilliant. Well, well done, Mark. Well done, Curtis. What, Gordon? Yeah. Gordon, I'm actually. This is the two balls. I'm going to be going to be arriving because I won the last time I was on. It was the last game. If you've been on before, against Stevens. Oh, that doesn't so, say much beating him, and you've still not got so, your sign ball. Ah, so I'll have two balls and a mantelpiece. <laughs> that sums it up, honestly. When was this? This must have been a while ago. It, it was a. Uh, Last game of the year I think it was uh, 
Against you, Kevins. It was the last super score. Ah, I see producer Chris is trying to throw previous producers under the bus for Mark <laughs> not having received his signed ball yet. But um, anyway, thank you very much to Mark and Carmel. I'm going to get pelters on this because you wouldn't heard it. Obviously, well, you did hear. I, I gave Car- I gave Mark the last question. I just the, trusted the him. Scott Bain. No, the it was the Naismith one. Uh huh. I trusted him. What did he go, Evan? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously. I, I think. I think. What I was the ones I should have got there? Mother, mother, what should have got? What did I say for the treble? What was the question with the treble? When did they complete the unbeaten treble? Unbeaten treble. Yeah. Right. You said 2019. Yeah, a nightmare. I, th- I think the Motherwell one. Your your old your uh, other sparring partner on a Wednesday, Big Martin, as he's known on here, Marvin Bartley, yeah. has messaged ha 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 ha, having a stinker, so he hung up. See, he's the cynic. He thinks Mark ditched us <laughs> so that he could look at. Nah, I, I trusted Mark. No, no doubt about it. No doubt whatsoever. The Motherwell ones let you down. Yeah. I mean, did you work with Blair Spittle? I did work I with Blair Spittle, and that's why when Cammy said it, I thought I should have known that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Max Johnson, Sean Goss. But anyway, I won't dwell on it too long. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. That's the number. If you a want to play, be the pundit tomorrow night, or b even sooner, give us your thoughts on the phones tonight. Uh, let's hear a bit more from. Jackie McNamara we heard from him in the first part of the show and he thinks Kyogo just keeps getting better and better however and it's the time for big debates at this time of year he thinks Cameron Carter-Vickers could be Celtic's player of the year I thought he hit the ground running when he first came to the club but I think um, he's getting better and better I think his movement he has a sort of double movement which as a defender it's very difficult to, to mark even though he's no, he doesn't you know he's not big or physical but he's sharp and um, he's a good eye for goal and he gets into some terrific areas. Carter Vickers has been the main one for me. He's, I think he's been, you know, the player of the year, or at least between him, Kyogo, and maybe and Jota and stuff. But I think he's solid and anybody around about him. He's not scared to go 1v1 or, or leave himself, you know, a bit exposed at the back. He's strong and he reads the game well, but he, he can play as well. Yeah, I think he's been a terrific signing. Nah. Tell him that's Defenders Union. Get your old pal on the phone. We can't. That. We can't be having. I was thinking that. We can't be having. Carter Vickers is very good, but he's not going to pip Kyogo, is he? Carter Vickers has been excellent, but yeah, I was thinking that Eddie's defenders hat on there. But for typical. me, I said to you last week, Kyogo scores yeah. goals, electric. He's right with his movement there. He's he has he's a, a nightmare for defenders, and he scores in big games. There's another one round the corner mm. And I wouldn't be surprised If he goes and scores We had our very Scientific poll here Last week Cammy, um About who player of the year Was going to be We left it open to the listeners And Kyogo was uh, The winner I think the The reason we did it last week Is because we knew It was getting to that time I believe The Premiership players Are voting this week Okay um, And of course the, the actual PFA do Is a is couple of weeks Round the corner I think maybe Two, two and a half weeks time So um, we won't dwell on it too long Having had the debate But what was your, your tuppence worth? Yeah, listen uh, It's hard to, to see away from Kyogo I think the number of goals That he's he's um, scored this season And, and obviously the, the trophies That Celtic have won so far as well So it's hard to see away from him One player that I've been so impressed with This season is Van Veen I, I think his goals have been now unbelievable <laughs> I knew you'd like that one But I just think I don't think he's going to get it I think it will be Kyogo That will get the award But uh, He'll listen, get nominated though, I think yeah. I, I think, I think so I think it'll be that, so. that kind of 
He's been unbelievable Outside one that His goal, his goal of the weekend You can talk about Greg Dale, Taylor turning his back But it's a great finish mm-hmm. He had another run as well At one point from the other wing Came in tried to shoot. Just after wasn't it He's just playing at the top of his form and yeah. He's such a good player All round player I think You really could say good. you know, that There's probably a reason Greg Taylor got himself and You know what I mean Not every player's going to be able to make Greg Taylor panic no. in, that, yeah. in that way I suppose yeah. Would be a way of looking at it But soon, as soon as he turns his back Van Veen Sniffs out that opportunity Knows yeah. that he's got the split second To get away Create a little bit of space And finishes it And, really and well. what he does do Is he takes advantage Of the situation yes. he, he finishes it off uh, Albeit it's great Still not an easy finish no, it's, not it's, an easy it's, finish. it's easy saying Oh we can get Greg Taylor um, Turned inside out But he's took advantage of it And yeah. finished it And an important goal For, for Motherwell Anyway that was Your old pal Jackie McNamara Speaking today at Yes he was what's, in the, what's the big news uh, We are opening a bar Tomorrow Don Max In the town so See what you've done there Don Max, yeah, I'm on to you too. So it. yeah, he did the interview from our bar this afternoon. So, so it opens tomorrow. Opens tomorrow at five o'clock. We've got lots of stuff, DJ, live so music at the weekend. Talk to me in existing landmarks because Socky Hill Street's long. You know the garage. Absolutely good start. Two doors beside it. Right. Okay. The Beresford building. Oh yeah, lovely, I like that lovely one. building. Mm-hmm. Got a bit of history behind it as well. I think JFK spoke there when he visited Glasgow. Oh, many look years at ago. the sales oh, pitch. Lovely. That's magnificent. I didn't so, know that. Yeah, exciting times. Because you've been speaking to me about this for weeks, and you've not dropped that JFK stat I yet. Kept that for just, that under I kept that under wraps. I kept Yeah, special occasion. And you're, a, I know you're a big music buff. Every time I click on your Instagram, is that the plan? Going to get a bit of live music? Yeah, on? well, it's, it's going to be sport. Obviously, football. And live music That's that's what we like And hopefully we can create An environment where people Want to come and There we are There we are Get yourselves Can't wait along. to go for a wee pint now We meet and greet Simon Donnelly Good pint of Guinness oh, The soft opening last mm. week Lovely Guinness Yeah good Good mm. on you Right okay You'll have, you'll have Hugh Keevans Gordon DL Mark Wilson Nothing lining up <laughs> Cammy Bell Will be there anyway Right let's go back to the phones Laurie is in Sandy Hill How's it going Laurie? How you doing Lance? Not bad What's your point tonight? Okay, so I'm on about um, Celtic. It's my usual call about them. It's Ange Postecoglou's strategy for going into um, Champions League next year. Okay, so I've li- I listen to the show every night almost, um, and I hear regular pundits saying on the show that you know Ange only knows one way to play, and that's how he goes about his game. It's not about how the other team play, and we saw that against Real Madrid at Parkhead. They tried to take that game in Real and they, they almost did well. If they'd scored a the couple of chances they had, they might have done something. Now, what I'm thinking about is Angie's strategy for this year to think, well, this team now have been together another 12 months longer, so they know each, better, each other better. They have collectively got the experience of the Champions League together, which they never had last year. Will that put them in a better place? Or does he need to think about beefing up the squad for Champions League? And also, does, in that sense, the players he bring in reflect that he needs to address his back door more? And if so, what, do you think he'll do that? Ooh, bit of forward planning from Laurie. What do you think, Simon? Well, I think he's always forward planned since he walked in the door at Celtic. I think he's always been a transfer window ahead. I think to answer Laurie's question, obviously he'll be looking to strengthen I think the, the centre-back pairing is a lot stronger now than it was last season, purely because they've been together for a, a season. He touches on that himself, Laurie, in terms of the, the, the team growing together, Hatati improving, Kyogo improving. People, I think, now seeing Kyogo's movement more, but that, that comes with playing with each other, working with each other day-to-day. 
but I still think you'd be looking to, to try and improve it. Can you improve it? I think you maybe asked me the question, can you keep improving? That's the question. And that's the it's challenge. That's the challenge. But, you know, this team are certainly growing together moving forward. They've brought a right back in to replace Juranovic, which arguably might be a better right back. Uh, Greg Taylor's had a great season, but I still think they'll look for other players to go and challenge these guys that have the position just now. Like, I mean, Laurie asks about the back door. Um, yeah. That doesn't necessarily mean defenders. It, you know, it could be that there's an extra layer of that defensive midfield, and is that Iwata? Or is already there, or is it someone else? But again, if it is, if it is the defence, again, Kobayashi's there. Is this a project for the future? Can you? Can you definitely up? I don't think many Celtic fans would call here and say they can upgrade Cameron Carter Vickers. Could you maybe upgrade Starfield? I mean, what what what's the what's the area then? If you if you are always trying to improve, you need to find one then. What what? Yeah, so you need to find somebody that's better than what you've got at the moment. And I think that's what um, Angel will be doing. I don't think Celtic will stand still. I, I don't think that's his style. He's always thinking ahead to the next transfer window. He's always looking to improve his squad, and he knows when he's if, if Celtic stands still, that's when they get caught up, and they'll, they'll eventually. Um, other teams will get closer to them um, So he'll want to To make signings Starfield I, I feel mm. was a, I think he's a good player But he's probably one of the mm-hmm. weakest In the in the defence area that they might try and upgrade Or bring somebody in who can challenge him um, But as I touched on it before I think Celtic's squad at the moment Is so so strong And that's what he'll want mm. to create is this squad of, of players that he can rely on week in, week out. What's your own feeling, Laurie, in the city? That the point that you made at the start is an important one, I think, because we always obsess about who is signed in the summer, as if that is how you improve from one season to the next, when actually, what if the team that you've already got is just better the next season? And what if Celtic can be better for their experiences in, in this season's Champions League? Is that something you think could happen? I think it's a combination, isn't it? The guys who have been through it now, um, you know, take, take the, the bunch of guys from Japan. Um, they had never seen Champions League before, and probably, I mean, I'm not, sh- I'm sure as professionals have watched it, but I think it's quite different from feeling it and being in it, and then being in it up against the last year's champions. You know, um, so there's no doubt that with that experience, they they'll be coming at it differently, but they still have to ask themselves, how do we? How do we beat a team like Real Madrid? You know, if you look at what Real Madrid did to Liverpool at Liverpool, we actually did really well, you know. Um, and I think, yeah, so all that experience and knowing how well they did and comparing themselves to Liverpool and how they did, they know they did great. But there's still that bit of fragility about um, Celtic's back door at that level. And there often has been. In the Champions League with, with different managers, you know, we can look back to when Brendan Rodgers got a doing with Barcelona. You know, um, we're always, as a club, we're always really good at going forward. And our weakness has often been in defence. Mm. I'm, I'm always a bit reluctant to say, to, and I get why fans do it, but you say, well, look at what they did to that team, and that yeah. shows the challenge, because for every one of them, there's a Shakhtar who lost 7-1 to Feyenoord this yeah. season, which would be remarkable. And I know they yeah. had lost some players in, in, in the period in between, but um, it, it can be it can be a difficult comparison. What I've noticed generally about Laurie's calls just reminded me, Cammy. this time last year, we were all obsessed because it was it was new and we were saying we've got automatic entry yeah. to the group stages and we kept talking about all the permutations and how it, it might actually be taken away if... 
A team from a certain country wins the Champions League And then of course Rangers went in anyway Having got to the Europa League final winning a qualifier um, A year on, we've, that's all gone very quiet It's just beginning, Celtic will know they've got their forward plan And they've got a big enough gap at the top it's group stage football again and no, no qualifiers if you win the league It's such a good position to be in isn't it Yeah they're in an amazing position And exactly where Andrew would have wanted them to be And um, I think you're right You make some good points Gordon That I am, that Celtic will grow from their experiences I think the squad being together as well I think they'll get better as a team next year And maybe just add one or two into the squad That can, can challenge for places And, and make them stronger for me the difference Last year I felt as if They performed really well Against Real Madrid At Celtic Park It was just taking them chances Being yeah. ruthless at the top of the pitch And that's that's It's fine margins At Champions League football You need to score When you're on top If you don't You will get hurt And that's, that's think, the difference I, th- I think Celtic were guilty In a few of those Early yep. Champions League games Missing chances Yeah Which is unlike them Listen They could have taken One or two of those chances Against Madrid And Madrid could still have Did what they did In the yeah. last half hour Because they've got World class footballers but if there's a way to lose a game, I'd much rather have a team going out and trying Absolutely, to yeah. impose themselves on the opposition than sitting in trying to get a, a point Absolutely. out of the game. Mm. Yep. Hope that wasn't a dig at Mullerwell at the weekend. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you very much to Laurie in Sandy Hill. Good time to call. We'll get you on next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Simon Donnelly and Cammy Bell are here. It's 0141 951 And it is Twitter as well at Clyde SSB if you want to get in touch. So please do. Lots going on tonight. Get in touch with the guys and let them know what is on your mind. We've got a full time teaser for you tonight. I quite like it. You'll like it in the sense that it's only. Six answers. Right. Great. That doesn't mean they're easy. You know? So these are the things you have to yep. you have to consider. Um and Jerry describes it himself, in fact, as a difficult but gettable old form question. Can you name six players who've scored in an old firm game since the year two thousand and their first and surnames begin with the same letter? Ooh. Right. Ooh. So there are six players apparently who have scored in an old firm game since the start of the year 2000 and their first and surnames begin with the same letter. Scott Sinclair. Scott Sinclair. Well done. Cammy, I'll take one guess or you want a bit of time? I'll need it. You know me. Slow burner. Yeah. Right, okay. That's fine. Look at that. You're a sixth of the way there. That's the beauty of having a short list. So there we go. Um, I was going to go for a clue already, but I won't. We'll just... We'll, we'll, we'll wait on that front And by the way That's thanks again to Jerry For sending it in The beauty of the full time teaser Is you come up with the questions You send them in On the email Fulltime At Clyde1.com And then the pundits try And come up with the answers So thanks to Jerry For sending that in Get your thinking caps on If you want to send one We would be Delighted to have it It's not often You know we'll talk about English games or whatever On, on this show Just if we can put a particular Spin on it but they don't come much bigger than this one tonight, tonight? do they? Oof. Man City, Arsenal, and I really, I really wanted to be able to to give it the big Scottish connection. But Tierney, I thought he might have, you know, but he's yeah. on the bench. Is he? It will be Warren, the Donnelly household. Though there's two, two, two girls in a Man City. How did that oh. happen? Just different it's eras. Different eras. Yep, and they will be fighting tooth and nail with each other on the couch. Ooh. 
should be a good game Cracker But that was the one I was looking for Because it becomes less relevant to us Because yeah. there's been a lot of talk hasn't the there? Tierney starts on the bench does he? You know there's been a lot of talk There's been a lot of suggestion Because the people were loving Zinchenko for a while But yeah. looking at his defensive capabilities Maybe yeah. this one was for Tierney thinking Not to be Thinking he's the Move on there It's too good to be Sitting on Yeah 100% I totally agree with that I think he's got to, Got to be playing football Because he's too good Not going to struggle For options is he though Newcastle He was linked with Newcastle That'd Which is great closer to home if, Massive club And they look as if They're going well, to get in the Champions League And if you keep turning up At international duty And doing to Spain What he did Aye, Then that won't yeah. do you That's what I said When I seen that He's, he's too good to be Sitting on the bench Won't yes. do you any yeah. harm But anyway yeah Big game Big game Must say We've got big ones of our own Of course across the weekend So we'll build up to them Falkirk have been Doing some of their media stuff ahead It'd be lovely to hear from you Falkirk and Inverness fans I'm going to say this every night for the rest of the week Because I, I can sense it You must be frustrated Not only is everyone focusing on the game at the weekend They're all almost writing you off as if this is the final I always like to try and stick up for so-called wee teams everywhere So if you want to give us a call or a tweet Please do I'd be absolutely delighted to get you on um, In the meantime let's bring in Paul Who is on the line What's your point tonight Paul? Hi Gordon um, and hi guys. Thanks for having me on. Uh, uh, on tonight. Um, I just a couple of points. I've got a wee point about Jack Butland and my thoughts on that. But the main point I had was about the SPFL fixture list. I know there's obviously been a few. No, it's not. Everybody's happy about it, and I suppose with a situation like as it doesn't always please people. My main point is my own club has went through structural changes with director, managing director, all that type of stuff. And I think to be honest, the SPFL may have to um, follow suit in some way, shape or form, because I find it quite embarrassing, I think, to be honest. I find that, you know, as a, as a Scottish football fan as well, I think we're underselling a product. I mean, you've got an Edinburgh derby come up that's not going to be on TV. You've got St Mirren qualifying for the first time in the top six since 1985, not getting one televised game. Um, throughout the season, with the Rangers against Hearts, which was a, a, a powder keg match at one point, and that wasn't televised. And I get... There's quotas and all that type of stuff But it just felt And I said this way back that The TV deal was signed without any In my opinion, I'm no privy to it But it just felt like it from an outsider looking in That there was no um, No, it didn't go out to tender the process For instance, so if you get Some work done in your house, you don't just go with the first person that's there I just feel that Neil Doncaster and the SPFL board Just went out and said I don't want to take a risk We've had our plans Burnt with the SPFL TV idea Many years ago So we'll just take What Sky's given us And you know, there, there was a classic example Rangers and Aberdeen Forced to kick off And the only reason Sky put us on there Was because FA Cup Was on terrestrial TV The Sky never had any English games to show um, That feels like a strange one though Because even if that's the reason that That's like the prime time Sunday slot We shouldn't complain About how we got it Should we? The rest yeah. of your points By the way I think the nation Will be nodding their head At a lot of them But You've got, you know, you've got to take this, the so-called Super Sunday slot If that comes along, we'll take that, surely, no? Well, it's just a point in the sense that I just feel that we find ourselves second class yeah. Oh, listen, there's, there's no doubt And I think a lot of fans will, will feel that way um, I mean, Cammy, Paul hits on a Just to show how sort of tangled up a lot of this is Because Paul's saying, you know, I want um, you know, different management at SPFL level and Neil Doncaster, whatever, because these will be the guys that sign the the deal. Yep. So that bit's true. Yep. But then Paul says, you know, I mean, I know there's quotas and stuff, but the, the clubs, for whatever reason, they're the ones that, that vote for that. And that bit always does sort of surprise me because, as an example, Paul's bemoaning the fact that Hearts, there's an Edinburgh derby not going to be in TV, 
and the Hearts Aberdeen game won't be on TV. We've got ourselves in this situation, so the fixtures, for whatever reason, have been drawn. Hearts, Celtic, Celtic can win the league. That's going to have to be in telly then, isn't it? It's going to have to be because Celtic can win the league. And then, once you've done that, you've been to Tynecastle four times, and apparently, you can't go back. You can't. You can't go again. And the clubs are okay with it. In fact, they're more than okay with it. They dictate that. So. It's not ideal, is it? No, it's not ideal, and it's this is this is what happens when it comes to this stage of the season. You're right that they need to take that game at Tynecastle because Celtic potentially win the league there. Of course, the TV company wants to see that; it brings in a bigger audience, and it's a it's a great product for them to to show. Um, but yeah, I, t- I totally agree with Paul. I think we we do undersell our game. Um, you want there needs to be a balance between I want to see as much football on the telly as mm-hmm. I can but also we want to encourage fans into the stadium as well so there needs to be that balance that we, we get it right but I definitely agree that we undersell the product that we have because we have some huge football games in, in Scotland I think the, the game has grown over the last few years the interest with regards to different types of managers coming in. Obviously, we've had Steven Gerrard, high profile from down south recently. You've had Brendan Rodgers recently as well. So we've had them guys come from England uh, and work up here and be successful. I I really do think we've got a great product on the pitch. And and I I, I agree a little bit Mm. with Paul. It's the guys at the top, but also the clubs. We need to demand more um, for for what we're we're actually selling. Yeah, because I I know there's a lot of frustration, understandably so, (laughs) that no bottom six... Games are going to be shown as well, which but is we obviously agree heating to that, up. So you're right. We, we well, no, not not all of it. I think that that's just part of the complication. Contra- it's, it's part of the contract. Yeah, as but not, well. no, I think there was still an option there. For instance, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think there's been four rugby park games as an example. But it was just trying to. I haven't got a list of them all, but it right. was just trying to underline how, on some occasions, like once this, because this is a title decider, which by the way, then opens up other questions. You know why. Were they scheduled in this way? Why was it not yeah. Celtic v St Mirren yep. first up at yep. Celtic Park? Mm. Stick that in the TV. Yeah. But once you've gone to Tynecastle this time, apparently you can't That's go true. again. And it would be interesting to know because a lot of it is done behind closed doors. For all we know, broadcasters went to clubs and said, "Listen, can we go? And, can we come a fifth time?" And and a club may, might have said no. That that's the thing that. Surely a club wouldn't say no because again you want to sell your product. I think especially if it's an Edinburgh mm. derby for me. They're going to or sell the Aberdeen game or, or the Aberdeen game. That could apply they're, to these anyone. Are, these are huge games. They're going to sell out the stadiums for me. If the, the fans will want to be there and see mm. it, but we should be trying to sell our product as much as possible. Yeah, you'd like to think that wasn't the case. Um, Paul, what are you thinking in terms of the way it falls for you then? As as a Rangers fan, everybody knows the way it's been viewed in Glasgow because Celtic can either win it this week um, and then go to our next game, sorry, and then go to Ibrox as champions, or they win it there in front of no away fans. How do you see it playing out? Uh, well, I, I hear that like, if, if Celtic win at Tyne, but <laughs> who's to say Rangers don't, don't win the next game? Do you know what I mean? Would that not counteract it if Celtic won at uh, Tyne Castle and Rangers get beat? Would that not be over anyway? But I think, no, I, I never want, I would never want my rivals to, to win at Ibrox. And I think Celtic had a chance one year before um, to win the league at, at Ibrox. And I think we blew them away, to be honest. And I think that was kind of you know, the adrenaline pumping through the players to see it's not happening in their pitch. So, um, we've endured that, um, and I remember the time. You no, know, we we won at, at Parkhead um, to win um, the title then. Uh, so, um, do you know what? It's a rebuilding exercise at Rangers, and obviously I was going to talk about Jack Butland, and I think that's maybe where we have to start. To be honest, I, 
I've been crying out, you know, saying we need to score more goals than that, but I think, to be honest, we need to tighten up at the back. Uh, I think we've conceded a lot of too many leaky goals. Um, so I think Jack Butland will be a good good uh, signing. You know, he's experienced, he's been in the Premier League, I think he's had about 80 odd appearances in the Premier League with Stoke City and things like that. So I think he'll be solid at the back, to be honest. Um, good replacement for, well, I don't think you'll ever replace um, McGregor, to be honest. He's a legend at the club, but uh, I think he's. A good start to be honest um, But I would like Robbie McCrory to get a chance I've always said that I think he's been a wee bit unlucky with injuries But when he got thrown in an old firm game A couple of years back And pulled off a couple of cracking stops So I think I'd like a defender A wee bit more creative in the midfield And, and definitely looking for Definitely a poacher in the box as well to be honest The timing's uh, going to be interesting Cammy, Because I think Michael Beale said That you know the, the business would all be done If you like for the first day of of pre-season That's I think clearly clubs would always try and do it early But for various reasons Some of which are perfectly justified It just doesn't happen But it feels like if there's public sound bites Are to be believed That there will be a real emphasis on that From Rangers this season Listen, in an ideal world I think Michael Beale would want that Whether that actually happens or not As you say, there's a number of circumstances That can be stumbling blocks But that is, that's your, your dream Is to have your squad together On the first day you meet up for pre-season you train together, you play a pre-season together and you prepare for the season ahead so that's a dream what he wants whether that happens or no I'm, I'm unsure I, I don't think he'll have every single player in the door by that point um, but they do need a number of areas they need to, to bulk up their squad and with quality that's the main thing they need to bring in quality it's not just quantity I think they've done that in the past couple of seasons just brought in numbers and a number of players that hasn't worked out for them So they need to make sure these guys can be starting players Michael Beale mm. said that as well openly He wants to bring in players who can start for him um, So that, that's important that they do that And, and strengthen this squad Because you'll have seen it Celtic Cammy, how, uh, Simon, sorry, how beneficial that can be And like I say, it's not, <coughs> not this like, wild idea Because I'm sure people would like to do it And it's understandable that they don't If they're waiting on options elsewhere But it, it clearly can help a lot, can't it? Yeah, but we only have to look to the turn of the year last year when uh, the three players came in at Celtic and they, they won against mm. Rangers, Hattati got the two goals and speaking from experience at that stage of a season where the race, the title race was still on and you bring three more players in, not just the bulk of the squad, those three players more or less went into the, the starting eleven. it gives everybody else round about a boost and that's the impressive thing from my point of view with Ange from day one, he knew exactly who he was wanting to bring in, having worked in Japan, he knew by the next one, and he's always, even as I say, if we'd said at the start of the season you could be use, losing Yakimakis and Juranovic. Mm. Alistair he, Johnson's a good example, he isn't he? Because he was him. ready and he then played against Rangers. He already had him there. It's seamless as well. That's that's mm-hmm. a great example for me as Juranovic. Celtic fans were a little bit worried when he was moving on and... <laughs> Alistair Johnson's just came in And for me as a better mm-hmm. player All round player And I think he'll go on and do Amazing things at Celtic Thank you to Paul What are you two thinking then On this teaser We're looking for six players I've got, I've got one Six players who've scored Scored in an old firm <clears throat> game Since 2000 And their first and second names Begin with the same letter Scott Sinclair Nacho Novo Nacho Novo Well done I've got one But I don't even know If he's scored Carlos Quella He has not So we'll get the rest of the answers next And before we go any further Some really important stuff The big day uh, is tomorrow Cash for Kids Day 
Been saying it for weeks The 27th of April So it's finally here tomorrow Cash for Kids Day uh, With our friends at 101 Convenience Stores It is our big opportunity To help families living in Glasgow in the West Who for them The cost of living crisis Is their daily reality Let's hear a bit from Craig Scott He works for Glenbrae Children's Centre in Greenock Now they're an early learning And childcare centre Helping families Who really need their help the most They received a grant From Cash for Kids Just last year And here Craig explains The reaction When they gave Something that Many of us would take for granted As being a simple thing Like a supermarket voucher To the parents The parents were Absolutely delighted They used them To buy food Used it to buy clothing And the feedback That we got was um, The vouchers And that they were Able to get from Cash for Kids They used the money That um, they didn't spend On shopping For like fuel And energy bills um, You know Petrol and, and things like that as well So they were, they were really really delighted about that That is the type of difference You can make Cash for Kids Day Is one of the ways that we try and do that The easiest way is quite simply By donating whatever you can Every single penny We can guarantee 100% of your donation Stays right here in Glasgow in the West You can also get involved though In our Dress Like a Popstar Day I'm very interested to see How some dodgy characters in here Turn up to work tomorrow You can get your friends and colleagues involved At work as well So please donate if you can It would make such a difference And you can download a fundraising pack as well At Clyde1.com Forward slash CFKD Number one for football In Glasgow and the West 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Cammy Bell and Simon Donnelly They're teaming up to try And that's the key word here Try and come up with the answers to this full time teaser Now it's been sent in by Jerry tonight So we are eternally grateful to Jerry Thanks for sending it He wants you to name six players Who've scored in an old firm game Since 2000 and their first and surname starts with the same letter. So Scott Sinclair, Nacho Novo, Carter Vickers, Cameron, Cameron Carter, Carter Vickers. Vickers. Yeah, I'll give you that. That's fine. Any more? Cammy from you. <sighs> Tough one, this. I'm going to give you some clues, right? So the yep. three you've got remaining two Rangers, <clears throat> one Celtic. Okay. The Celtic one, it's technically not his first name. However,. <laughs> Everybody And I mean everybody, everybody knows, knows him. him as this Right you, you won't you won't be angry When you hear the answer Right It's not some sneaky nickname yeah. So we, we so would know him as, as this, this. Put right. it this way More people would know this name Than his actual first right. name For okay. sure So that makes it easier um, That's the Celtic one Right The two Rangers ones You've still to get Now all three Are Going back a fair bit Towards the beginning of this uh, Era So I said before, it was from, from 2000 before onwards 2012 uh, uh, Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, right. So, to right both, back to all okay. three. Sorry, yep. Okay, okay. I'll let them bubble away nicely before the end. I've got a tweet from Brian. He sent me his match ticket. He says he's going, he's going to the game on Saturday between Falkirk and Inverness. He'll be in the Falkirk end. Let's start hearing from some of the, the key players in that one. I did say on this show and various others, I know that it's going to be. Overshadowed a bit So let's do our best John McGlynn says Falkirk must This this will be a A new education Hadn't thought about this Falkirk must get to grips With VAR If they're to be successful In this weekend's Scottish Cup semi-final Against Inverness Mm. They won't have used it of course Yeah Blissfully unaware Of how it works in League 1 How could you get used to it? I don't know Let's let's hear I kind of rotted set in If the club wasn't winning 
the biggest difference what I see is like you know it might well be that you think this guy's offside the flag's not going up you need to play on and it might well be that the ball goes out of the park a minute later and then you get the offside or, or something along these lines where we, we need to recognise we need to play on it, it could cost you it's a fair answer yeah, you know yeah, yeah. having He's said that answered my question Bill Inverness don't have it either in, mm-hmm. in the championship yep. but we did say it does slightly and the other, alter the other the side of it you know I'm thinking maybe a defender he can't get away with you yeah. know, pulling on jerseys where if there's no VAR in the referee, you can sneakily maybe do that. So you need to be. You're trying maybe, to say in League One, you think there's loads of short pulls that will be. Well, they'll just have to be on their guard because these cameras pick it up. You get punished. Fair point. Yeah, very good point. I think um, they they will need to be aware of maybe a little niggle things that they maybe listen. There's no cameras in the M League, so if there's um, a little niggle between two players that the referee's not looking at, they need to be aware that. There's cameras on them at all times and, and not do anything silly because it's I'd imagine it's going to be a tight game at, at Hamden mm-hmm. on Saturday. Um, I think it's two teams with a massive opportunity to get in a final and yeah. they'll they'll be delighted that they're there mm. on Saturday. Yeah, they want, want to make it count as well. Yeah, well, it's funny you say that's exactly what the next clip. I don't know if you've been um, thinking, uh, listening to my thoughts, which is a dangerous place to be. John McGlynn talking about you know, <clears throat> needing to take advantage. It's obviously not often that you get to a semi final and you play another team that's not in the top flight. Really excited, yeah. It's a special occasion, you know. Scottish Cup semi-final. We've done really well to get here. You just don't know when the next time you, you possibly could get here. And with a, a half-decent, realistic opportunity to, to get to a final. Well, we believe that we can win this game. You know, we're, we're, we are underdogs. But we believe that on a day, if we play, bring our A game to, to Hamden on Saturday, then we've got a right good chance of getting through. And that would be, uh, that would be huge. It would be massive for the football club. Just wonder if, to apply a theory then, if, if that does suit Falkirk Because Sometimes when it's too like Well Basically too non-old firm teams When they meet yeah. It can actually bring its own pressure <clears> Because <throat> it's such a good opportunity To reach the To reach the final That you know that, that Like I say It brings its own pressure So Falkirk Have got that But they are still a division below So it still allows them To maybe feel like You know the underdogs Yeah but I, th- I think Although they are the league below I, I don't think they're it's kind of like said, an expected fan base and stuff. I think it'll be tight. I think yeah. it'll be a tight game, and I think both teams will really have enjoyed that draw because they'll fancy their chances against each other. Uh, Falkirk already put air out. You know, it's it's Cammy says it's a great opportunity for them to get to a, a, a national final, and then you go there as massive underdogs. But we've seen it before. Mm-hmm. To get there's a, a huge achievement for both these clubs. Listen, once in a career opportunity that, that this is for these players and, and that's not being disrespectful to any of them That's just the, the realisation of this is what it is This is your one opportunity to get to a Scottish Cup final It doesn't matter who you're facing in that Scottish Cup final But what a massive opportunity And yeah, I would say Polkirk are slightly underdogs Especially the form that Inverness are on at the moment They've been on unbelievable form They've put this all in the right position um, Within the playoffs now of the Championship um, But as I say, I, th- I think it's a, going to be a right close game um, mm. And hopefully a good one It's a brilliant opportunity in the sense that If you go through it, I mean Inverness They've had that fairy tale element of actually getting yeah. knocked out And got back in because of Queen's Park's administrative error um, They did knock Livingston out at Livy But other than that, for both teams it's. It, I'm not saying it's been an easy route There's no such thing as easy But you couldn't have hoped for much better, really 
But I, I actually was at the, the game that they beat Kilmarnock at home. Um, oh, I forgot what that was, yeah, so, to be fair. My and, and, apologies to the good they, people listen, of the Listen, their resilience in that game, because they went behind really early on in the game. They um, deserved it, though, didn't oh, they? Totally. They, they, were, they were by far the better team. Um, and it just showed you a bit of character, though, because as soon as Kilmarnock scored, I thought, you know what, that's probably game over. Mm. Um, they completely turned it around, and they've got good players. Billy Mackay's a key player for Inverness. He, he scores goals at that level, um, and he can hurt any team, so... I think he's going to be key to, to what happens with Inverness on, on Saturday. Our colleague Stephen Mill has <coughs> sent this in. He says, Wick, Alloa, Darvel and Ayr to get to the semi. Bleep joke of a run. But Stephen's a Dunfermline <laughs> fan. So that's why he's saying that. You know, at least that's the luck of the draw. Yeah, you should just be happy. They've You've got, got to league, be man. in it to win it, all that carry on. Um, it doesn't really matter much Once you get to this stage I don't think Rangers haven't They've not had many I mean they would be favourites In most games anyway But I don't think they've played much In terms of top flight opposition Have Nothing at all from the top flight En route um, Could be wrong um, But not Not often anyway If I've let one slip my mind um, How do you see it going Cammy? And I ask you that It's early in the week But you are our, I think you're our Most informed Pundit when it comes to lower leagues Because you watch a lot of them Yep um, Listen I, I think you can't see by Inverness And it's only because of the form that they're in I think um, Billy Dodds has got his squad together uh, Inverness are a very good team uh, What they've struggled with earlier in the season Is a lot of injuries And a small club like Inverness Can't handle a lot of injuries So they've got their full strength mm. team back So he'll be he'll be looking forward to this game Yes I know Rangers played St Johnson right? you Forgive me It's late <laughs> in the show It's late on in the show uh, Right well then it's so late in the show That you two need to give me three more names We're looking for six let me quickly recap it Sorry, Six players who've scored in an old firm game since 2000 And their first and second names begin with the same letter Scott Sinclair, Nacho Novo, Cameron Carter, Vickers Three to get, go And mine's is for Celtic as go well Celtic one I don't know if he scored right. Bobo Baldi yes, yes, and that's the one with the name Bobo, Bobo Baldi. Baldi Well done Brilliant right. I presume two, that wasn't his name That's why. Two Rangers ones Two strikers both sort of early 2000s era wise Both very good strikers for S- what it's worth Scottish or? No 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 okay. no no right. Both strikers One is South American <sighs> Did incredible things at international level Claudio Canigia Claudio Canigia <sighs> And the last one One of the Dutch contingent uh, Dutch contingent <laughs> Same initials as Mickey Mouse Michael Moles Michael oh, Moles Yes <laughs> That's the quickest I've seen you move in years Simon Donnelly <laughs> Good leapt, clue Leapt over the desk Thank you very much Good luck with the, the bar opening Thank you very much Tomorrow Thank you to Simon Donnelly And Cami Bell We will be back tomorrow Cranking up that build up To Scottish Cup semi-final weekend In the company Of Mark Wilson And Gordon Deal We'd love for you to join us Hopefully you can Thanks for doing so tonight Callum Gallagher is up next He'll look after you For the rest of the night